Hi everyone, what's happening? How's everyone? Twenty twenty one. This is uh, another episode of uh, House Life. I'm sorry if uh, the tone of my voice is low and monotonous. This is just how I am. I try to be upbeat like this. This is how my upbeat sound, but it's just not me. I just can't be spontaneous speaking like that. So this is my style. It's been a while since I did my last recording. I plan to release a podcast once a week, but circumstances change. I've been a bit busy at the beginning of this year. I've been blessed with a newborn child, my third one. So been taking care of that little one and the mom, of course. Luckily, um, I have some time to do a quick recording. So let's see what's going to be the topic for the, for this episode. Let's see where do I start. Eh? Uh, maybe I'll just, to get things flowing, I'll just talk about myself first. And then we see how it goes from there. I'm a Singaporean. I mean, I'm not a Singaporean. Uh, I used to be a Singaporean. I was born in Singapore and uh, grew up there. Did my studies all the way until JC and then did the NS thing. And then after NS, came to Australia, did my degree. And from there, things, one thing led to another. I became an Australian citizen. So naturally, when you become when you take on a citizenship of another country, you have to renounce, well, for, for Singapore at least, you have to renounce your, your Singapore citizenship and that's what I did. So I'm an ex-Singaporean, so to, so to speak. But being an ex-Singaporean does not mean that I cut ties with my roots. My, my, my family is still there, all of them. Friends are still there. So I'm really still tied to to Singapore as a country. And because of that, I still have a lot of interest in what is going on in Singapore. I, I follow the current affairs, what's been going on there, uh, what's trending at the moment, what's the flavor in that country. And... and I try to make an effort to go back at least once a year. Last time I was there was uh late 2019 just before this whole covid pandemic you know struck the whole world. So I consider myself quite lucky that I was I was I was able to meet up with my family you know just before COVID, you know, because we don't know when things are gonna restore to normality, and we can, you know, move around freely, and the borders will open up freely. So I guess it's gonna be quite a while until we can physically, you know, fly back to Singapore and see them. Speaking about flavor of the day, I might want to touch on the recent, not recent, but this phenomenon that's been going on for the past two years which is this podcast channel called okay let's go apparently is the number one 
podcast on Spotify. That's, that's what they claim. If you're not a Malay listener, you may not know so much about this channel, which is make which what makes it even more remarkable for it being number one because Malay is like the minority race in Singapore, but it can still capture the number one spot despite the channel not being well predominantly in being in Malay and not not English. Anyway, let's just uh, dive straight in. Why? Why? What's so interesting about this? Okay, let's go. Let me tell you why they're interesting. Because I feel that they're breaking barriers, you know, and in some way they're setting a trend. They are on to something, something big, big in the sense that even politicians have jumped on board to be interviewed by them on their channel, which is something that is, uh, you see, it, in Singapore, if once people of politics, government, start to take interest in you, that means you're on to something. That means what you're doing is has some kind of value, even though, well, initially, even though initially the, their topics were mostly uh, sex talk, sensational, sensationalization, you know, rants, but it seems that it has captured the attention. And when you got their attention, in some ways, you are on to something. You get what I mean? So why would they, why are they such a hit? I mean, hasn't what they're doing been done before? I mean, this is something that people need to understand that Singapore is mostly a conservative society. Sometimes they may portray themselves as progressive and liberal, westernized, but the core is is quite conservative. So when these guys came on board and the topics that they were discussing, a lot of it were like taboo topics. They were bringing in uh, people from the sex industry. They were talking uh, about things that are very sexual in nature in a very uh, casual uh, casual way. So it gained a lot of traction. It gained a lot of popularity quickly. I mean, I think they, they, they were trying to get the traction as fast as possible and, you know, as the saying goes, you know, sex sells. So they were like pushing that narrative quite hard. They were following a few American uh, podcasts, you know, following their style in order to gain the following as quickly as possible. And for for a moment, it, 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 was, it was working for them. When they started in 2019, they they grew rapidly. I mean, from from what I gather, they were not expecting this to be a success. They were giving themselves like maybe two or three months. You know, this is more like an experiment. And then, you know, if it works out, it works out. If not, you know, 
back to the drawing boards. But that year, with the formula that they would that they have strategized, they kind of like exploded. And once they exploded, a lot of known uh, personalities start to uh, take interest in what they're doing, and and some of them even agreed to get to 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 be interviewed by them, and. In some ways, that gave them a bit of legitimacy, but because they were mainly a Malay podcast, their audience is just that Singapore Malay. They have not penetrated into the Malay Malaysian market yet, so so they tried something else, which was try to incorporate English into their podcast. Uh, I noticed after a few episodes, they kind of stopped doing that and focus more on with their uh, Malay listeners. I think that's that's where their strengths are, and not, nothing wrong with that. Uh, I mean, everybody have to focus on their strengths, you know. Uh, and you know, it just they they just two thousand nineteen sort of like a a blossoming year for them. They they get they got sold out live shows, uh, sponsors were coming in, and then come twenty twenty, things start to unravel a bit. Twenty twenty because of COVID, there's not gonna be any live shows anymore. They had to stop doing that for obvious reasons, but they still ramped up with their formula. With the with the with the with the sexual nature of their their their, their delivery, uh, and it all culminated middle of the year where I think to to me due due to a slip of the tongue they got into big trouble huge backlash from one of their episodes. Uh, I think they got they got accused for for misogynist being a misogynist. You know, making the 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 female guest uncomfortable with their approach and some of their questionings, and it all unravelled in this thing called the saga, where even the president of Singapore stepped in to criticize their work and demanded an apology from them. When the saga happened. In in my mind, uh, it it was like, well, the way they were going, the direction they were going, and within the type of uh, society they were in, it was an accident waiting to happen, and long behold, it did happen. But what was remarkable was how they rediscovered themselves, and. Re, sort of not reinvented, but uh, reshaped themselves to correct the situation that they were in. They were, that that it was a bad situation for them. I mean, it if it wasn't handled correctly or tactfully, it could have been the end for them. I mean, we now live in this uh, cancel culture environment where we have to be politically correct 
or else uh, we get called out, you know. And then when we get called out, people want us to uh, boycott us or stop whatever we're doing. Or even if we are politically correct, we try to maintain that level of PC-ness, people will try to dig up something from our past to to so-called show that, oh, see this, you're a hypocrite, you know, uh, talking about all this thing, yet in the past, this is what you say. So it's the world we live in right now. So how did they reform themselves post-saga? One of the first episodes after the saga uh, was an interview with a I'm not wrong with a uh, victim of sexual abuse. So that was the start of their road to redemption. And then after that, from from what I noticed, uh, the, the sex tone started to go down. I mean, and they, they, they started to be more guarded with their words when it comes to those sort of topics. But even though they're more guarded, it doesn't make them less entertaining. In fact, because their guard is high, I find that it become they become uh, funnier in their delivery. And then they became be- began to focus on other topics rather than just talking about taboo stuff. They started to talk about kids with autism, bringing in uh an autist uh one of the founding founders sorry founders of uh an, an autism school you know so that they can shed some light to this uh world of uh, autism which is you know something that is it's also considered taboo in in a society like Singapore but I thought that was fantastic know when they started to it, it, it added more value to what they were delivering instead of just being just you know entertainment now there's some education as well in their content and also what is uh interesting that they started to I don't know whether they're aware of it but they, they, they start I'm sure they're aware uh, as, as later I'll point out uh they started to bring in more religious topics in 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 their episodes. I mean, they they've already started doing that back in twenty nineteen when they were pushing the the sex cells uh, narrative. But this time, the way they package and and deliver the message was so different from what. People are used to when consuming uh, content of a religious nature. It was so chill, laid back. A lot of uh, it's no holds barred, and and I think it resonated with their listeners. But still, they are. I mean, they they are who they are. They try to deliver their material as real as possible which which suits their personality 
but I'm sure they're they're they're, they're suppressing their real self. They're they're real. If you want to hear the real, okay, let's go. You have to listen to those episodes earlier episodes. That was the real them. Now, it's more uh, calculated. But I like it this way. To be honest, I like it this way. I mean, the raw one was fun for a time being, but then it 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 got to a point that you you just have to like, oh wow, that's uh, a bit uh, on the edge already. So fast forward to to, to our present time, twenty twenty one. I haven't listened to all the episodes yet for this year, but one thing I noticed: there's more what I call pachi uh, bashing now in the episodes. They always get angry with some pachi. Uh, for the uninitiated, pachi is like a elderly or or senior uh, Malay man, or like your uncles. So. Every episode, they will be like, or uh, they will have some beef with what uh, a Pachi's perception or what Pachi been saying or what Pachi's been uh, teaching, and I I think this is going to be a going to be an ongoing trend because I think the saga hasn't left them. There's still some unresolved anger from that episode, and. I think they're just going to let it out on Pachi. I don't know why Pachi's, because maybe it's the Pachi's generation that that triggered all this, which I find it unlikely. But maybe because they want to make these Pachi's as their punching bag, you know, that's that's what I think. Also for twenty twenty one, they 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 created an offshoot. Uh, podcast channel called the NJU non-judgmental ustad ustad is a religious Islamic religious uh, uh, preacher so this is to be, like i say in posaga because their religious content has gotten so much popularity they've decided to make it into its own podcast and when i listen to them that NGU podcast and I compare it to okay let's go now I feel that they are giving their best performance in the new NGU podcast I think oh, okay let's go the content has been uh, this year has been a little bit watered down so far but the NGU that's where the goal is for them I mean some of the episodes that in the recent episode for this year on the uh, Okay Let's Go channel, is one about this uh, investig- ex-investigative officer who was arrested and served some time uh, for past indiscretion and now runs his own uh, uh, donut business. So it's a, it's a typical, uh, well, I won't say typical, but... Uh, uh, a re- story of redemption, you know. Speaking of that episode and that about that ex, uh, police investigator, makes me think about something. I mean, I was in the police force for two and a half years. Six months of that time was during for just basic training, and then two solid two solid years was 
serving as an as a patrol officer i can tell you in that two years short time frame two years i was surprised that i got to experience so many things so many types of crime that you can't imagine and i don't think i'm i'm special you know because almost everyone has their story every police officer or ns police officer would go through a wide range of incidents that they 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 had to uh experience you see for the general public most of the time they don't know what's going on out there whatever crime or incident that they hear that they know of is based on what they read in the newspaper or what's what they see in the news this was back then this was before social media time yeah? now now with social media yeah probably you can see one or two isolated incidents that don't get picked up by the by the news but back then if nothing happens to you you think that you're in a safe haven you know? because all the crimes that you know about is 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 what you read on the newspaper so that is why it was an eye opener experience for me because when i was there i was like bam wow i can't believe these are the things that are happening on the ground that are not reported in the newspaper not picked up by any news i mean it's not major okay of course like if there is a murder it it, it would get picked up by the newspaper but you know things like suspicious deaths uh crimes of passion uh you know street violence even supernatural stuff those things don't get coverage on mainstream media and those are the things that happen that i witness myself so maybe i might talk about some of those uh, police police stories yeah those kind of stories that you don't normally hear about you know so if uh, any of you want to share a story that you've got just drop me an email at house.life@outlook.com or drop me a message at the facebook page uh i don't want stories about that 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 are still ongoing ongoing investigation no i don't want to be involved in that uh or any cases that are tied to the official security act you know just interesting but simple cases you know, that's not too sensitive okay i think that's it for now i think in future podcast i might try to dabble with a bit of uh sound effects see as i say previously this is still an evolving process hopefully as times goes you know things uh become a bit more polished i mean solo podcaster it's not that easy you know you have to just talk by yourself for a period of time at least if like like most podcast channel they have at least two people so they can banter with each other or you know, have have a normal conversation 
but a solo podcast like this it's uh, a bit tedious you know all right guys thank you again for listening see you again